welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season one, episode 12, the one with the dozen lasagnas. Yes. At the very beginning, we hear Monica refer to Aunt Phil. And I was wondering, do you remember how we met one of Monica's aunts in the one where Nana dies twice? Mm-hmm. Do you think that was Aunt Phil? It's the only aunt. Well, they talk about Aunt Liddy at one point, so it could be her. Yeah, that lady didn't seem like she would be, like, bad-mouthing Monica. Yeah. She didn't seem... I don't know. It is her mom's sister, though. That's true. So they're pretty critical. They are pretty critical. Could be. We'll say that was Aunt Syl. We'll just call her Aunt Syl, the old old manx. (laughs) Guessing that's short for Sylvia, but... Nice talk, We'll never know. We may never know. And really, like, they have the lasagnas in the very beginning, and then Monica kind of doles them out over the course of the episode, but that's really, it It has nothing to do. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point, Renee. Like, I wonder if initially the episode featured, the like, the lasagnas had a much bigger feature in the episode, and then it all just, like, got cut out because there's a lot yeah, to get to. Yeah, I don't know. But it is funny that she hands them out, like, throughout the entire episode. Like, Ross brings one over for Carol and Susan. yeah. So I guess we should we should really get to that. Um, this is a big episode for Ross because they have the ultrasound to find out the sex of the baby. And he decides he doesn't want to know. But then slowly but surely, everybody finds out except him. Right. So it starts out because he's he goes to the doctor's office. No, no. He comes over to Susan's. No, Carol's. Sorry. Comes over to Carol's and talks to her after the doctor's appointment. Right. And she knows. And then she tells Susan while Ross is there. And then later, Monica finds out. And then Monica tells Joey. And then Rachel finds out. And then it's like this whole thing. It's like everything else. I'm surprised his parents didn't find out and call him and be like, yay, you're having a be a hard secret to keep. Yep. It would be a hard secret to keep. And in the end, Rachel spills the beans. She does. I love the part, though, before that where... Monica goes, I'm just excited about being an aunt. And Joey goes, or uncle. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay. It's a great Joey line. Like a five-year-old. <laughs> you don't quite get it. Or uncle. or uncle. Or uncle. Yeah, Rachel spills the beans in the end on accident. Yeah. Um, when they're in Carol and Susan's apartment, I noticed that the uh, calendar said December. Okay. And New Year's Eve was two episodes ago. Oh, you guys are so out of line, friends, first season. Yeah. I mean, come on, script supervisor. That is some amazing investigative work, Renee, because that totally <laughs> confirms your theory about... Just call me Channel 4. <laughs> um, speaking of in their apartment, um, when when Ross is like, oh, I didn't know you guys met Huey Lewis... Full disclosure, I was like, I have no idea what Huey Lewis looks like. So I actually had Oh my gosh. I did too. Did I did the exact same thing. I was like, I don't know what Huey Lewis looks like. And I only think of him from The Power of Love. Yeah, Huey Lewis in the news. Like, look, I know the songs. I just don't know what he looks like. Right. So I had to Google it. And I was like, Yeah. He I could see how he looks like a wrinkly old lesbian, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's not it's not a far jump. <laughs> right. So we, in the end, find out that Ross is, in fact, having a boy. Spoiler alert. He's having a boy. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Oh, shoot. I forgot to say spoiler alert. Okay, guys. Spoiler alert. Unlisten to that. It's your fault, audience, by now, if you 
if yes, if you don't know, you don't know that this is full of spoilers. We're on episode twelve. Come on. Yeah. So a lot of my friends lately have been not finding out what they're having when they're pregnant. Really? Yes. Is it because they just want to avoid having to have a gender reveal party? Uh, I don't think that's why. Okay. I a lot of them have said they just want to be surprised, but I'm like, well, you'll be surprised when you find out at the ultrasound. That's true. Right? You're just bringing I mean, the surprise sooner in the first Just process. really dragging it out. Yeah. Um, no, some people just want to wait. And I don't know why. I feel like. Is this for their first baby? Well, many have done it for their second as well. Well, I know I was going to say, because I understand if you're like, oh, we already have kids. And so at this point, like, you know, we've got clothes and stuff and whatever. But if it's your first baby, that I feel like would actually be a little bit more difficult because there's already so much unknown and so much you're going to have to like, just like muddle your way through mm-hmm. that I would find that like, okay, well, if there's at least something that I can demystify in this whole like having a child process for the first time. Right. Yeah. No, it's all been for their first babies. Wow. That's pretty impressive people like yeah. the drama I guess I guess so the, not the drama, um, the, the so pressure. do you think that one day if and when you have kids do you think you will find out or not find out um look I am 100% in team find out the sex okay me too yeah and I'm not I'm not knocking anybody who doesn't like I said like I just for me I feel like there's so much else that you need to plan that if you can kind of uncover one of the variables, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I just personally, I like to know what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. And so like, I would like to know the sex of my baby. Yeah. Same. I also only want to have to figure out one name because naming a kid is a big deal. And I don't want to have to think of two names. Yeah, that's true. Like, And what if your heart is really set on like the boy name and then you have a girl but it's like not a boy name that can actually be for a boy or girl. I think it's just like, look, this is really stressful. And there's so many unknowns. Like, just let me know something. Like, it, <laughs> um, also, I do have to say, though, like, I don't know if I'd have a gender reveal party. No, I don't think I would either. I think they had their moment in the sun. They yeah. were fun. They, yeah, they were fun. I think, I think we've all moved on. I think it's it's. Um, dare I say kind of like the jumping pick. It was really fun. There was a lot of really creative ways that it was done. It was really like, oh, this is, you know, funny and fun and cool. And then it's like, okay, there's nothing exciting about a jumping pick anymore. More, more than gender reveal parties. I would like the, um, extra pair of shoes in the photo to end. (laughs) More than anything, really. Listen, everyone, we are probably, like, upsetting every single person. I would say no offense, but please take offense. Well, here's the deal. Like, you're talking to two women who do not have children and have no plans any time in the future to have children. So, like, take it with a grain of salt. We're allowed to have opinions. But we are aunts and uncles. Yes, we are aunts or maybe even uncles. We're not going to like comment (laughs) on your Facebook picture like enough already. But like we're thinking it. So just it's okay. Like continue to do what you want to do because that's something that your heart is set on. I'm allowed to roll my eyes. That's all. Yeah. So don't expect any uh, jumping extra shoe picks from us anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Our friends hate us now. (laughs) There's been, I have to say, I think my favorite. Um, baby announcement picture was our friends I don't know um, if the husband I don't think he's like 
a designer or developer. Maybe he is a graphic designer, but their baby announcement was like, it looked like an 8-bit video game and (laughs) said like player three has entered the game. And it was like a little like, it was like two little like boy girl characters or like man woman characters, like 8-bit and then a little like 8-bit baby. And it was mm-hmm. super That cute. one was cute. Yeah. That was very creative. But that was like, but they peaked. So like everyone else can stop trying. <laughs> Just kidding. Basically. There's so many grandmas out there that like are loving it. Like if you're pregnant and you're going to announce it, or if you just did announce it and we're offending you, like, look, I am sure that your mom and your aunt and your grandma, they all loved it. So it's fine. Well, and you liked it. So really that's all that matters. Cause there's a lot of stuff I like that no one else cares about. Yeah, that's totally true. Stop me from liking it. So you do you guys, you do you guys, you do you put it on Facebook. And Ross, if you don't want to find out if you're having a boy, we won't tell you. Yeah, that's right. Spoiler (laughs) alert. That's part of Rachel will, but we won't. So yeah, that is uh, one plot line that's going on that we've got a table situation in the guy's apartment. Oh, the table. That's right. I forgot about the table. Their table breaks and, uh, they talk about getting another one. I've got to say, when I first started watching Friends, I found this whole, like, Joey and Chandler, like, having a friendship as if it were a relationship. Like, I felt like it wasn't that funny. Like, you know, it happens a lot, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, you're making them sound like their boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever, boyfriend, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But watching it back, I actually, and especially this is, like, the first time it comes up, I think. Mm-hmm. One of the first times I actually really liked it. And I was like cracking up when they're talking about like, should they get a table together? Like, Ooh, is that too much commitment? Well, what if somebody moves out? Well, are you planning on moving out? Like, right. I, mean, like, <laughs> I want you to want the table. I don't want it like that. You know, like it actually did really make me laugh uh-huh. it back. And I was just like, Oh, it actually was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I agree. They did a good job. And when like, they're at the store yeah, and uh, they're talking about birds, he's like, birds don't really say, sit down, eat something. He's like, oh, but bugs but, say fine dining. Giant bugs say or fine dining. maybe it's the other way around. Yeah. They also mentioned getting patio furniture, which may, may foreshadow them being robbed and actually having patio furniture. Ooh, I was going to say good point because they don't have a patio. They don't, which doesn't really make sense either because... How come Monica has a patio? They don't have a patio. Show patios on the outside shot. I know you always, you've talked about the outside shot a few times, but like they could be on the inside of the building. Like the, the bedroom, the windows that they show on the street could be the bedroom windows, like Rachel's bedroom window or something, or the fourth wall that we don't see. And the living room could face like an internal alley because they can, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's true. It is New York. It's. I was going to say, just the buildings in Chicago, like, when I just remember that from, like, some of my, like, downtown high-rise buildings is, like, it's all, they're all configured differently. There's, like, internal courtyards and people can have patios off of that. So it's not, it's not completely, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. But their living rooms face the same way. Um, they do, but they're separated by, like, an internal staircase and... I don't know architecture (laughs) yes you're right architecture moving on (laughs) (laughs) no I don't I don't think it's that like I don't know if somebody wants to like send us a blueprint of what the building would have to look like and whether or not it's possible go for it but I don't think it's like that big that far-fetched well all I have to do is go pay $25 and wait in a line for four hours (laughs) and I can get the 
the building. You guys don't get that reference. You will soon. And by soon, I mean in like, I think season three. So just stick with us. Yeah, season three. A great time. Um, but yeah, they end up getting a foosball table, yes. which is so perfect. Yeah, it's really fun. Like, I actually love it that idea because people mostly eat at the couch anyway, let's be honest. Right. I mean, they're two guys. But like when we were in college, we would buy furniture with people and then we would just sell it when we moved or someone would like buy the other person out. Yeah. Yep. Which I also thought worked well. I share a house and we still do that. Although I found this amazing like velvet before velvet was having its moment. It's like dark green velvety lounge set. Nice. And yeah, and it was belonged to this like 90 year old woman who was moving into a nursing home. And so I got a really good price on it. And, but I was like, no, I'm just going to pay for that because it's like all one set and it's really cool. But yeah, like our table, I think we all just like pitched 50 bucks in. It's perfect. For like table and chairs. Yeah. No biggie. So they could have split, but to be fair, Joey's not, I wouldn't really try, I guess, unless he coughed it up up front, I wouldn't really trust him with money. No, true that. Um, I also love that when they start playing that Monica like kicks their asses the whole time. Yeah. Oh, it's hysterical. Speaking of that. Um, so at the very end scene, which I know we're jumping ahead, but we're talking about the storyline. Um, when at the end scene, um, Monica beats the guys in foosball and like, um, and then she, I think then she leaves for something that we're about to talk about to go help her friend in need. Um, Joey's like coaching Ross, like talking to him about something. And it's like, I've never noticed this before. And I've never noticed in any other episode, Joey's wearing like a button down shirt and it's unbuttoned a little bit. And like, he's got all this chest hair. And I was like, dang, Joey didn't know he had all that going on under your like turtlenecks and like tucked in sweaters that are usually that's wearing. true he is a very high-necked person he's always wearing like, like an ugly 90s like um aeropostale sweater tucked in mm-hmm. or, always a crew neck yeah a crew neck or a turtleneck and so I don't know I don't know I feel like the whole like ooh like sexy guy that always gets the girl like that would actually have lent a lot better to him wearing like button-down shirts with some chest hair showing mm-hmm. uh, Maybe he was self-conscious about his chest hair. Um, but yeah, like in this episode, Maybe. you can actually They also had Paolo showing out of chest hair at this point, too. Speaking of Paolo, should we talk about it? Unfortunately. Well, you yeah, actually, you know what? I'm happy to talk about Paolo because the end okay. is nigh. Oh, Renee hates. Oh, spoiler alert. Okay. I'll get you guys up to speed. If you haven't listened to the last, well, he's been in the last, like, what, like four episodes, three episodes? Renee hates yeah. Paolo. She thinks he's slimy Paolo. and she hates him. He's slimy. I think he's tacky and I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) You're tacky and I hate you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so gross Paolo goes to get a massage from Phoebe and tries to feel her up like a weirdo, gross, slimy, nasty person. He does. And I'd also like to point out in non-gross news that Jasmine, who is Isaac's sister from much later in the show, also I believe season three. Yep. Um, works at the massage place then, and she works there now. So I'm surprised they kept an extra around that long. I was, I actually totally noticed that and made a note of it because I was thinking, like, I remember when we first meet her, like the first time I saw this episode, and being like, "Oh my god, that girl's so annoying," with her like airy fairy voice. But then, yeah, they they bring they keep her around later. She's still working at the massage place. Like, I don't think she ever. She, oh, she she's roommates with Gunther 
from the coffee right, shop. But we don't find that out until that last much episode. later, right? But that's also when we find out that she's she's Isaac's sister, um, right? True. But I actually, I, I was, yeah, I was thinking that I was like, that's really cool that they kept like such a minor extra as like a tight like plot thread throughout the whole uh-huh. thing. And yeah, she's good on her. Good on you, girl that plays Jasmine. <laughs> good on you. You did a great job. Yeah, but poor Phoebe. I mean, it sucks to be the person stuck in the middle because you don't always know how the friend you have to say, like, your boyfriend hit on me is going to react. Because sometimes people want to kill the messenger, I think, just because they're upset. You don't know how they're going to take it. Yes. Well, and also, like, this happens all the time where, like, a girl's boyfriend will cheat on her and she'll get mad at the other girl that he cheated Uh on. And it's like, I mean, I'm sure that's, like, some deep down stuff for women, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, that we're, like, dealing with there. But, like, that's true. And Rachel and Phoebe at this point have only known each other for, like, a few months. That's true. It hasn't been that long. And so for her to come out and say it, and not be like, okay, Monica, what do I do? I need, like, can you tell her, you know, or, like, mm-hmm. just, like, try to ignore it. Like, I think that would actually probably be the – a lot of people's first reaction would be, like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen, and I'll just avoid Paolo when he's around. Mm-hmm. And then just try to, like – because you don't you don't want to ruin something. You don't want your friend to get mad at you. You don't want to, like, cause waves. And she didn't know. Like, I actually – I was thinking I actually really applaud Rachel for – not these are fictional people but you know what I mean I really applaud Rachel for not getting mad at Phoebe that would have been very very easy for her to be like even though like yes we're all very like you know women need to help women and all that stuff this was the 90s so maybe it wasn't quite there yet anyway yeah but even like once Phoebe tells her um they're both like, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. And then they realize like, why are they apologizing? Like neither of them did anything wrong. It's amazing. It's he's the jerk. Totally. Like it is amazing. And this is what we need to keep going. Like have each other's best interest at heart. Be good friends. Be honest. So I've got to say, it must be that the writers of this show wanted to make sure that everybody was like, Hey women, stop blaming each other and letting stupid jerk pig men ruin your friendships. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Marta Kaufman and the writers. Thank you um, the writers. Your message was well received. And mm-hmm. yeah, everybody out there, that's what we need to not blame each other. Men are pretty much the worst, as we say every episode. Well, and I think too, like your point about like the instinct of wanting to like hide what happened and like just avoid Paolo. Yeah. That, if I found out later that that was the case, that would make me think you did something more so. Yeah. Because You're right. it would seem like you felt guilty and had something to hide. But if you don't have anything to hide, like, then you shouldn't. Well, right. I mean, you shouldn't hide it either way. But, like, really, if you have nothing to hide, like, you should just be honest. Because even if that person gets mad at you, you did the right thing. Like, you That's didn't right. do anything That's wrong. That's right. You. It's so funny. Sometimes people will be like, oh, come on, like, telling somebody will hurt them. And it's like, no. What you did hurt them. Like, the act is what's hurtful. Telling them is just, like, bringing the truth to light. And, yeah, that then, like, that, like, maybe is the trigger. But it's, like, don't blame the person for being honest. Mm-hmm. Honesty is not hurtful. The, what's hurtful is what you've done. Mm-hmm. That's – I always think of it like that because it's, like, okay, well, you shouldn't be mad at people for being honest. That's at least they're not doing two mistakes. You know what I mean? Right, like if totally. you do one mistake, it's the one thing that's hurtful. The honesty should not be hurtful. Totally. Anyway, 
And uh, I mean, we've dealt with this once in a way. Yeah. Luckily, it was not being handsy. Oh, you mean the boyfriend making a pass at a friend? The boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. So this happened, we were in ninth grade. So we were wee baby freshmen. Actually, we're a lot of white denim then. I mean, still kind of doing it, but not, you're right, not white denim on white denim. It's stylish. There was like a, the Gap had this like, I actually, I remember loving that outfit. You did love that outfit. The white denim Mm -hmm. capris with like rhinestone around the bottom and the matching white denim jacket. So sassy. My Nana bought that for me as like a first day of school outfit. Thanks, Nana. It, I was. I remember feeling that outfit. Anyway, Renee wore a lot of butterfly clips. That was not into ninth grade, to be fair. Oh, okay. Sorry. In ninth grade, what were you wearing a lot of? Eyeliner. <laughs> Eyeliner and hoop earrings, I think. Which, okay. I was going to joke that butterfly clips were enough to lure any man, but eyeliner and hoop earrings, you... Uh, I think that's you, what did the trick. I, I'm not saying that you were setting the trap, but... Oh, <laughs> You were looking like a snack. We'll say that. I was setting a trap. <laughs> so so here's the story. Um, now, thankfully, Renee and I had been really good friends, so it wasn't like we just met each other. For over honestly, two years. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess it was only seventh grade, but we were, like, inseparable for two years. That's true. Um, and, yeah, we were, what, like, 14. This guy and I started dating, this guy from our church, and then, like, what, like, two months down the track or something – how did he, how did, he I don't actually, you. well, no, before he broke up with me, I found out why, but I don't know how he approached the subject with you. So I don't think I've ever actually heard that side of the story. Um, I'm pretty sure he broke up with you first. He told he? me why. He, no, he told me why. So I thought he had must've talked to you as well. I don't think so. Oh, I figured, I thought maybe there was something there that you guys talked and I had just never heard that side. Yeah, so no, he told me, he was like, look, I have a crush on Renee. I knew this was going to happen. I knew that if I started dating one of you, I would then end up having a crush on the other one. Which, I mean, we spent a lot of time together, but like, well, I guess back then our personalities were a lot more similar. We looked differently, but whatever. Package deal, it's fine. And so, he, yeah, he had said like, I knew that whichever one of you I started dating... I would, I would end up having a crush on the other one, which to me now I'm like, yeah, that's just called wanting what you can't have. And the grass is always greener. Like that's just yeah, greener grass syndrome. But I remember him saying that and me being like, well, fine. If you want to go, if you want to date her so bad, like go date her. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, then I talked to you about it and you were like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But I thought that he must've talked to you. I don't remember him talking to me before you broke up. Or I after? do remember, I don't really remember. I think he maybe did try to talk to me after, but obviously, like, we didn't go out. Well, yeah, so no, they didn't, but. I don't remember oh. what. Oh, I just figured there was, like, I just figured there was more to the story that I was ready to hear. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been holding back for the last 20 years. No, not like that, <laughs> but just, like, I've never heard, like, how he tried to approach you, which I assumed he did because I was like, well, fine, go date her if you want. Maybe he did. I don't really remember, to be honest. What I do remember before you broke up was driving back to somewhere from some event, and you two were sitting in the front seat. He was 16, and he had a car, so he could drive. (laughs) 
and he was driving us because we were 14 and could not drive. Right. And you guys were sitting in the front seat and I was sitting in the back seat and he kept looking at me in the rear view mirror. And I was like, no, please don't, please don't do this. (laughs) I could just tell. And I don't know how my little naive 14 year old self could tell, but I just knew. And like, I'm pretty sure you guys broke up like very shortly after But it wasn't anything that had been actually done. So I couldn't have been like, John was looking at me. No, you know, for like sure looking at have. me. What? Made pretty intense eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hope you're using protection. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just was one of those things. Like it felt like he kept looking at me in the roof room mirror. And I was like, please don't do what I think you're going to do. And then he did. And I was like, no, come on. Okay. So what I love there is that even at 14, women's intuition. Do you know it's what I mean? true. It's true. Like, I have a feeling about this, and you were 100% right. And I just feel like that is another, just women's intuition, always trust us. We know what's going on. It's all of those unspoken cues. Like, mm-hmm. we know them. We get them. We invented them. We know them. Yes, and, totally true. Yeah. And Renee, I mean, Renee was obviously, he was really cute. I mean, to, for, four, for 14, like he was 16, had a car, was cute. Like, so it was very sweet of you to be like, Mm-mm, choose my friend. Hose well, before, this is, wait. Before well, I was going to say also, we have different definitions of the word cute. Usually it's not that he was ugly, just, you know, <laughs> I guess he's so you more your type like, than my type. I don't know. I don't really like blondes, but sure. We'll say it. It's true. I don't think ever since that, well, not even that day, because if you didn't like him, like Renee and I have never had a crush on the same person. Mm -mm. Right? Never. I can't think of one. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think we can agree that some people are attractive. Totally. but, But like, as far as like, yes, this is somebody I would be interested in dating. Like, don't think we've ever, ever crossed over. Yeah, usually Ashley thinks weird guys are cute, and I think cute guys are cute. <laughs> Shout out Barring to her current her boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> who I told her is the only cute guy she's ever dated. No offense to the rest of you. You're nice, but just not my just not my cup of tea. It's just maybe like stick to radio the rest of you. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just not yeah. my type. Just That's not it. my type. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like I think. No, that's fair. I, I think they were all very cute, but like the rest of my friends were like, mm, okay. But look, that's why there's a variety of women and men out there, aren't there? It's true. But none of you can see her, but Ashley is like really, really, really pretty and very strikingly beautiful. Don't laugh. It's true. Ashley's very striking features. Like she looks very exotic. And so a variety of men have been interested in her over time. I don't know. Ashley's just always liked less good looking guys. I think it's that they're they're not classically attractive. They're not exactly. I don't think I've ever dated anybody that's ugly. Like I, and that's not, I don't know. I think every woman has a different opinion about attractive. And I've always been like, I don't know. To me, there's like personal connection and personality that, that matters a lot more. And that makes people attractive to me. You're making me sound real shallow right now. No, you're not shallow, but I just like, I just like pretty faces. Yeah. Renee is all about the hot odd. I hope you don't have brains, though. <laughs> Nothing worse than brains. <laughs> I just, okay, to be quite honest, I actually think that I have avoided classically good-looking people because of my own, like, 
I don't like competing. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes, well, some people like competing, but I just, I think it's my own insecurities. Like, oh, like I'll never get someone that handsome. So I better just like reset my expectations. I think that's what I kind of subconsciously told myself maybe, or that was the expectation mm-hmm. I set growing up. So like, interesting. yeah. So I think I just like, even if I thought like the typical hot guy was hot, I would never ever like flirt with them because I think I just like, I'm, it's like too much pride to be like, Oh my gosh, like I don't want to be rejected or have them think that I'm like fan fawning over them, you know? Oh, which is so funny because you guys can't see Ashley, but she's very beautiful and very exotic looking. And makes the boys want to speak Spanish. If you know what I mean, (laughs) if you catch my nineties reference, (laughs) my head sometimes lie like right now with the self tanner, they're not doing very well, but um, some adventures in self tanner, which we'll get to in episode like five of season 10. (laughs) Um, But speaking of the reason I was doing self tanner is because I'm going on vacation um, in a couple days. And I actually was laughing when Rachel's, packing and she's got like 10,000 suitcases and then like she's like this one's Paolo's and they're just going to the Poconos and I was like oh that kind of looks like I actually okay I used to be a chronic overpacker I pride myself now on packing smarter but we're going to Bali just for a week and I have this giant suitcase but you you think like Bali's all bathing suits and sundresses like um we are bringing our own pool floaties like giant inflatables for the pool. So half of my suitcase is um, a blow up flamingo, a blow up piece of pizza and a blow up. um, What's the other one? Uh, A pineapple. A pineapple. pineapple. Which one are you going to use? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll take turns. The piece of pizza is pretty comfortable because the crust acts like a pillow. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, very nice. (laughs) Talking about yeah. pizzas making me hungry. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, yeah. okay. So we've just been talking about, um, obviously, Rachel's boyfriend's a sleazeball and hit on one of her friends. Did he not think that she was like, I guess maybe he thought Phoebe would go for it and Rachel would never have to find out. I guess that's true. Um, because some people are like that. I was going to say no judgment. But once again, I do. I oh, do assign judgment. judgment. Don't be like that, you guys. Don't, don't be like that. Don't choose guys over your friends. There's plenty of single guys out there. Yeah, and don't be friends with women who choose guys over you. Yeah. You don't need that in Amen. your life. Amen. Amen. I didn't. You don't need that in your life. That's why Renee's been ride or die since seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And again, as we've said, because we never have a crush on the same person. So that I really know, but helps. I still don't think we ever would have done that to each no, other. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not worth it. I also no. just think, like, if a guy likes you enough and isn't a drama queen, like, you don't have to, like throw your friends under the bus to get his attention. Like he'll notice you and like you guys are pretty good at like going after what they want most of the time. And so it's just like, it's, it does not need to be an issue. Yep. Yep. Paula sucks. He's out. We do. Do you remember? We have a friend, um, use the word friend loosely in college who I had a crush on this guy, the really tall one. (laughs) Do you remember? Uh, just to give you a little background on this super cute guy Ashley liked. <laughs> I never said he was super cute. You thought he was cute. I did. He um, told us he could only wear shorts because they didn't make pants long enough for him. Yeah, they've never had a store called Big and Tall <laughs> ever. 
He was a pretty tall guy, but that was also a load of garbage. And like, and he also didn't wear shoes a lot, which I don't really like to wear shoes, but he was a gross, grotty boy. Like he was, I don't know. He was, he was gross. Looking back, he was just like a dirty college boy. Do you know what I mean? Um, Yes. Who like probably didn't shower very often. But yes, I thought he was cute. My bad. He was tall. I also don't think he was very fun or nice. No, he wasn't. But sometimes, sometimes being tall, like, is sometimes it blinds you to all the other flaws that person has because they're tall. Yeah. Anyway, this girl that we, that was like one of our roommates actually was like, she like went and told him that I told her he was mine and she needed to back off. And I'm pretty sure they started dating. So I was like, well, I guess your sneaky, underhanded garbage works. Literally never in my life would I ever say that to another woman. As I've just said, I am at my core too insecure to compete for a guy. So I was just like, "Mm, that's not true, but y'all can think what you want to think. Mm. See, what's funny is when you said we had a roommate in college that went after a guy I liked, I thought you were going to say her roommate because that's more her style. But um, you're talking about the other roommate, which now I remember. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we don't, we actually don't speak to either of them anymore. Not like without naming either of these people. I know exactly who you're talking about and yeah, we mm-hmm. don't really. And you know, I think that that's okay. We all live in very different places. Moral of the story is Paulo sucks. We're glad he's gone. I'm so glad he's gone. Yeah. Um, I do think it's hilarious that Monica gave him a lasagna oh, at the end on the way out. That was <laughs> so funny. <sighs> was a funny little way to wrap it up. And Ross is very happy because now the door is open to Rachel. So that's the point where I was saying before that like Joey was coaching Ross, like swoop in, go help her. Um, And he does at the very end, doesn't he? Or is that in the next episode? I think this is in another episode. I don't remember though, to be honest. I think it's the end of this one. Because at the very end, Ross shoves the door in Paolo's face. No, I think the very, very end, he like goes out there and he's like, I think one of us should go out there, but I, I really think it should be me. And he goes out and he's like, you're going to find someone. And she's like, I am so sick of guys. I never, I don't want to look at another guy. And then she like hugs him and it's like, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You sexless. Yeah. Sorry, Ross. Oh, poor Ross. Just typical classic good guy. Classic good guy. I mean, it's just more so that Rachel wasn't looking for Ross at that time. She wasn't. And I think it's one of those things where, like we had said, like she knew him as one thing back in high school. He was a, she probably was also like, you're my best friend's brother. Like, yeah, complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. Like, you're not even, look, I've been there. There's been a friend that I remember. I actually thought that Renee liked, like, there was this guy that you guys were friends freshman year. I transferred to school sophomore year. And I just remember, like, you had always denied having, like, anything, any, like, feelings between you guys. But I always thought, like, no, they hang out so much. And, like, they're both very attractive. And so I just remember thinking, like, surely, like, they've thought about one another in that way. And so I never even thought of this person in, like, a, oh, that's an attractive male. Like, literally never even saw him in that light. It was just, like, this is a dude that is like, you know, really tight with my best friend. Yeah. And so sometimes I really do think like, and then we'll, we can get to it later. There was a time when that turned, but (laughs) yeah, it's, it is easy to just kind of look at somebody and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, what? I didn't even consider you. Right. Yeah. Sometimes what you're looking for is right in front of you. Have you ever had that happen? Um, I'm sure I have. 
I feel like you kind of fall pretty quickly. And so I don't think that there's been anybody that's been like waiting around in the wings that I feel like you always are like kind of instantly attracted to people and like, you know, right away if you like them or not. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I didn't decide the minute I met Matt that I had a crush on him, but it only took like hanging out with him a few times. Yeah. I thought you said the first time you met him, you wrote your like marriage letter to him about like. (laughs) No, that was after our first date. Oh, excuse me. That's after I had a crush on him and went on a date with him. (laughs) Then I knew I was going to marry him. Right. Sorry, right. And I did. So, booyah. I know. So you you weren't crazy. See, women's intuition. And to be fair, I'd never written anything like that before. It's not like I write that after every first date. No, I wasn't calling you crazy. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure you liked Matt right away. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not crazy. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think we've covered all the highlights. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Paulo sucks. Down with Paulo. Get out of here. We never have to look at him ever again. Isn't that great? Look, I don't hate him that much. Like, my hatred doesn't run so hot. But, like, obviously he's a slimy dude. I'm not sad to see him go. I am glad that he helped Rachel, like, move on past her marriage. That's true. Final question. Yes. Do you think Paulo is attractive? <sighs> no. Okay. Me either. I was thinking you were going to say yes. Okay. Why do you not think he is? I think he looks like he has a pinched face and I don't like his greasy wavy hair. Right. So the hair is a big problem for me. It's very Gaston and that's not attractive. I actually think Paulo in mm-hmm. general looks like Gaston and I, and I don't like that. Um, I see I that. Do not- I do not like his hair. I don't have a problem with his face, but I think um, he's too, like, muscular, and I'm not mm-hmm. interested in all that. Okay. Okay. Well, glad we're on the same page. Yeah. So, so neither, neither, of us, so neither of us are going to go for Paolo. Neither of us are going to go. Who, like, we should look him up because that actress is probably, like, 70. No, not that old. Oh, my old. gosh. He is probably, probably old. Like 50 or 60. But how do I Google Paolo? <laughs> We'll we'll look him up later, and we will put a picture on our website or Insta or something with present day what Paolo looks like. Yes. But we have to remember he's a real human, and so we can't be mean. We can be mean about the actor. He's just not our type, once again. Yeah, not our type. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for joining along. This was a real roller coaster. A fun one, though. It was. And that's it for episode 12 the one with the dozen lasagnas and tune in next time episode 13 the one with the stoned guy no oh you jumped ahead that's 15 episode 13 the one with the boobies oh even better the one with the boobies (laughs) Renee tried to skip over it because she's embarrassed but don't worry guys we will cover it in full i'm not embarrassed (laughs) i'm just kidding okay Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.